0: through queen i want to see you come through queen
1: hi everyone it's dan
3: and brendan
1: and this is come through queen i'm not a blogger and i'm not a social media wizard hey brendan
3: hello daniel what's going on
1: so much is going on. I mean, we are going back-to-back with two iconic Potomac episodes.
3: I know. We've been blessed. In a, in a time of dryness, because Potomac is the only one where we're having like new episodes, aside from New York Secrets Revealed, they really are giving us a lot.
1: Yeah. I mean, also, New York Secrets Revealed, who would have ever expected... That to possibly be the best episode of the whole season.
3: I know. We got game shows in the show. It was so much fun.
1: But um, before we get to those recaps, let's get to some of the news going on. And I think we should start with Dorinda's return to life after Roni.
3: Yeah, so Dorinda... Happened to be not only on one former Housewives podcast today, but two former former Housewives podcasts today. So, Dorinda both made an appearance on Heather Thompson's podcast and Bethany Frankel's podcast.
1: Released on the same exact day.
3: I know. And I was having, like, the hardest time finding her on Bethany's because no show notes or anything. Just she's just hidden within the Paris Hilton episode <laughs> of Bethany's podcast.
1: And what's psychotic about that is okay, the episode is entitled like Paris Hilton. Bethany's talking to Dorinda for the first like twelve minutes of the <laughs> 36 minute episode.
3: I know, and we find out that Dorinda might be a regular fixture on Bethany's podcast moving forward. Well whenever the way she that- wants.
1: The way that Bethany framed it was that, like, I would love to have you as my Robin. Mm-hmm. And not, not Robin Dixon, but, like, um... Uh,
3: Howard Stern's Robin.
1: Howard Stern's Robin, yeah, exactly.
3: Right. Which, love to see it. A lot of, a lot of solo podcast, podcast people do that, where they talk to their Robin at the beginning before they get into their big interviews. So I would support mm. it if Dorinda's on every week. Dorinda needs something to do.
1: Okay, I do gotta say, I did feel like the conversation between Bethany and Dorinda felt more normal and natural than the conversation between Mama Heather Mama Thompson and Dorinda?
3: yeah, because when Dorinda and Heather talk, they like want to create this mythical Berkshire's world where the water's just different and like creates a different type of person, and it's just different up there. And they, like, never really land on what that actually means. Yeah. And, like, Bethany's, like, talking clearly about, like, how, what went down when Dorinda was fired.
1: I mean, it's also interesting how, like, Dorinda says when she was fired, she called her mom, Hannah, and Bethany.
3: The, the three most important <laughs> women in her life.
1: It's like, it's like the, like, the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. It's like the mother, the daughter... And the Holy Bethany.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, But back to Mama, like, I feel like neither of them did many favors for themselves, especially talking about, like, the political uh,
3: world we live in right now. I know. Dorinda was basically like, I haven't been paying attention. I haven't been paying attention. And
1: neither Mama nor Dorinda really knew much of who Ruth Bader Ginsburg was until five years ago.
3: Yeah, they were both like, yeah, we like knew of her, but we didn't like get to know her until like five years ago. (laughs) And then like Dorinda said something weird about Maya Angelou. And I think that Dorinda thinks Mm -hmm. that Maya Angelou is still alive.
1: Mm -mm.
3: Just like it was an interesting conversation. I will say. Heather came across better talking about politics in her first episode of her podcast with uh, Tina Knowles. Okay. Which was, like, much better. But I think, like, it was a mismatch with Dorin.
1: Sure. I mean, I do got to say, like, you know, there's a lot of news coverage right now of Dorinda's episode with Bethany in terms of Dorinda admitting that it was not a mutual decision that she was fired, but like, we all know that. Yeah, we knew I that. I feel like the true fans got the scoop on mama's podcast of Dorinda saying how she is moving back into her New York city apartment that she owns mm-hmm. out of the one where she was getting the free rent that we reported on. I know. Like that was what we were wondering about.
3: Yeah. I think that's where she belongs really.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, like, she's really just going to have that place to bop in and out when she needs to. But, like, the Berkshires, I mean, there's there's something in the water there. So she's going to drink that water up as
3: much as she can. And, like, I think Dorinda needs walls, you know? I think the other place had too many windows for her. And mm. she didn't quite, she never quite, and it might have been why she was so erratic the past, like, couple years. Yeah like, she didn't have a wall to put a bed against. Her energy was, like, not being contained. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm curious to see, like, in what ways we continue to hear from Dorinda now that she's off of the show.
3: I know. I mean, I have subscribed to both Bethany and Heather's podcasts. On so, the strength of Dorinda. <laughs> I mean, well... Heathers wasn't an automatic subscribe. Bethany's was too, but I don't like want to listen to Mark Cuban, but now if is going to be there every week, I'll yeah. tune in for that first 15 minutes.
1: Sure, sure. OK. So, over in the Summerhouse Cinematic Universe, we had a friend of ours, one honey mustard girl. Uh, she was interested in doing some investigative journalism. And she found out one Paige DeSorbo no longer follows her seemingly ex-boyfriend Perry.
3: Perry. Perry. So what
1: do we what do we make of all of this?
3: So I did some a little like digging on like Reddit. And by that like digging I mean I scrolled down the main page and there yeah. was a little post about how I guess Paige and Carl have been like maybe flirting via social media. So, and then I looked in the comments and like, people seem to know, I think like the true fans seem to know that Paige and Perry are no longer and huh. might've known for a little bit. Yeah. I like also I wonder, know.
1: I wonder if she's made like any sort of official statement on
3: it. I wonder. They haven't been doing Giggly Squad, so it's not like we can tune in there. I, I, I mean, know.
1: It, I Hannah like left Paige in the
3: dust. I know for the chat room. Um... I will say Paige does seem to be doing some sort of spawn con for her current living situation. I noticed. Good. today.
1: Take a page from Dorinda's book.
3: Yeah. She she posted a photo today in an apartment that I assume is hers. And it was geotagged with the name or like the location of the building. Yeah. And Paige doesn't geotag that. And people don't usually geotag their exact addresses unless yeah. they're getting a check.
1: I mean, it's a little like psychotic. To geotag your home address.
3: I know, but it's in the great tradition of <laughs> Tavi Gevinson and Dorinda Medley that Paige De Sorbo is now getting paid to live.
1: Tavi really like broke down barriers when she it comes really to, to free living. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we did just briefly mention Bravo's chat room. Have you been keeping up with it?
3: Yeah, I've seen three out of the four episodes.
1: Okay, yeah. No, I, we, we, are caught up in all four. At this point, all four women have had their chance at, um, hosting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I gotta say like, I love it. I love it. I feel like the one part that feels a little off is Kate Chastain. Okay. Do you like, what's your take on like what's going on in that?
3: World? I think she's a little more, she's just a little shyer. I think. Uh-huh. um i think if you give her time she'll probably loosen up a little bit there's a reason she's like a fan fave i think and okay. we just need to see her shine through my big qualm still is the production and it's like mm. they had kate chastain on watch Ravens live right before last night's episode after below deck because they wanted to like preview people have her talk sure. to captain lee and have her like preview the chat room or whatever the production of her on Watch Rabbits live was even better than it looked on the chat room. So I don't know what's going on there. me like, you what
1: know, I, I like, I it doesn't make sense. It looks like this is being recorded like through the Zoom app. Like, why right. are they not just recording themselves individually?
3: Right, or like pay for Zoom Premium or something. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. Bravo! Please splurge <laughs> for Zoom Premium.
3: It's fifteen bucks a month.
1: I mean, I. It's better than I thought it was going to be and like I am interested in continuously checking in. They're doing like a good job of seemingly filming this close enough to its release right. for new for like news topics. Mhm. And I do love the mix of conversation points.
3: And last night we got um a walk on by Giselle's daughters which was amazing.
1: Yeah. I believe it was Angel and Adore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We only have two more episodes, though. Because it's only, like... It's not a six-week sneak peek, much like the Wendy Williams one. It's a six-episode sneak peek.
3: I wonder if it'll be picked up. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Okay. Um. <sighs> we should probably get into, like, the big doozy of this week, which is really, like, hitting... Hitting the Bravo fan universe by storm right now.
3: Yeah. And it's like, it comes after a summer of just like misbehavior by this person, but it feels like it's coming to a head, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, what's interesting is in our own Facebook group, uh, members of the group were reminiscing how like back in January, we were kind of standing Kelly Dodd.
3: I know we were like, She's bringing energy that we need to this show right now, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And it took a pandemic and...
1: Rick Leventhal.
3: Yeah, and Rick Leventhal for her to piss that down the toilet.
1: Okay, so let's... This is like a very brief summary of what's going on from page six. Uh, OC star Kelly Dodd sort of apologizes for, quote-unquote, drunk wives matter. So... Kelly Dodd is yet again on her back foot, semi apologizing for donning a drunk wives matter hat at a recent bridal shower. She released a statement saying, Over the weekend at my bridal shower, I got lots of gifts and briefly display them. One was a hat with a play on words Since I'm about to be a wife, I'm on the Housewives TV show and might be drunk once in a while. It was not intended to offend or make any kind of statement, her statement continued. Of course I support black lives and racial equality. Thank you all. Love Kelly. Dodd's statement comes on the heels of a tumultuous 2020 for her in which she described the coronavirus pandemic as God's way of thinning the herd this spring before comparing it to the the flu and claimed the virus was almost non-existent in Orange County while out for a meal with her family. In June, the reality star also claimed that she has experienced racism as a woman of color though that was a sensibly in response to a recent controversy over resurfaced comments um, that she made to TMZ in 2016 where she said, I don't like black guys. I don't even know any black guys. Dot is set to tie the knot with Fox News reporter Rick Leventhal on October 10. Actually, this doesn't even cover like everything that's been going on. She was kind of defended. Before releasing that statement, she posted like a video with some of her girlfriends mm-hmm. about the hat, and said all lives matter on that video as well. Um, I mean, the the picture of her wearing that hat drunk wives matter is all over the place. So if you haven't seen it, you could easily stumble upon that. What is your take and feeling on what's going on, Brendan?
3: It's just like she keeps on doing this and she keeps on doubling down on her behavior and then issuing a milk toast apology, even if she if she even does that. Yeah. I just like, if, I don't know what the line is as far as like, there's this interesting conversation on like, do we want to expose bad behavior of these people or are we putting them on a pedestal by featuring them on these shows?
1: Mm, yeah.
3: And I'm beginning to think that with Kelly Dodd, we're putting her on a pedestal because she never learns from her behavior.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I th- think <laughs> like Bravo is in a bad situation right now in terms of like this show is about to premiere. It's on the heels of a, a season where she kind of ended uh, ended coming off well. Mm-hmm. So they were like, okay, of course we're going to keep her on. And like this has spiraled to a degree that like it's clear she's not coming back next season
3: right right exactly. so I wonder
1: I wonder like what they're thinking they can even do at this point there was some talk of how originally the year this season premiere was supposed to be actually this week October mm-hmm. uh, 7th but it got pushed back a week and some people were like oh like they're trying to figure out like what to do with Kelly or they're gonna like try to edit parts of her out of the season blah 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 mm-hmm. i mean i would be curious to see her involvement in the season
3: yeah i mean like like we've mentioned in the past they edited out a full person off of blow deck who like it's so interesting that you'll catch a glimpse of him every once in a while and this was those were for like old tweets that i think he apologized for and she continues and continues to act up and it's like yeah they but it's on the other hand it's like what else do they have are you interested in Emily Gina yeah, Elizabeth yeah. Vargas no yeah. i mean like the only person i care about at this point is Bronwyn yeah um i am
1: surprised how i don't know like the the timeline of like when this bridal party Occurred. I think it was, like, over the weekend and where we're at now, a few days later. Mm -hmm. I am kind of surprised, like, there's been no official statement about this. I know. Like, it does feel like this is... (laughs) Like, a step further than where we've been before.
3: Right. Yeah. I really wonder what's going to happen.
1: Do you have anything else on this?
3: I will say... I just wanted to mention there were some Bravo fan accounts um, who released a statement on Instagram that said, I've decided to take a stand. This is from Bravo MG. Oh, yeah. I've decided to take a stand alongside Bravoing Together, Bravo Historian, and many other Bravo Holics for the first time in over 10 years. I will not be watching or reporting on the coming season of Real Houses of OC. Because of the vile Kelly Dodd. She is a disgrace, and I am honestly appalled that Bravo has decided to keep her on their network. I cannot support a show that supports someone who supports white supremacy. The final straw was her wedding shower gift that said Drunk Lives Matter. No, Kelly, Black Lives Matter. That's from Bravo OMG. Kelly reposted this, and I'm sure she's deleted it since because that's like her MO. Um, And she wrote... These are the whack jobs after me. I am a Mexican and my husband to be Rick rather than is a Jew. It says wives, I roll a mosey, hashtag dumbass. So it's like the discourse here is she's not learning. And mm. it it does feel like Bravo needs to like do something. Yeah. And I mean, like, I I think we would be interested in hearing from our listeners of like, are y'all going to watch? Yeah. Do you want us to even talk about it? Like, I don't even know. Like I, for curiosity's sake, I obviously want to see how they like deal with the pandemic because they're the first for it to happen in the middle Mm
1: -hmm. of their
3: season. But I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, we'll probably like at the very least watch the premiere and see where we go from there. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like, I feel like there's a different, like, (laughs) at least the way that we talk about OC in general, and particularly this upcoming season, I don't think we're particularly shouting it from the rooftops, like...
3: Like, we love this. Like,
1: we love this. Like, this is, like, uh, Potomac or even, like, Jersey. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, Jersey's past season. So... Yeah, I mean, we would love to hear what everyone think- has to say. Okay, shall we get to this week's episodes?
3: Sure thing.
1: Roni, I, like, I, I'm I more excited to talk about this episode of Rony than I think I was for any episode this season. To-
3: <laughs> it just was like a trollish episode. They it- used to... Back in the day, do these secrets revealed episodes like so seriously with like Andy Cohen like narrating them and like making them these like we're revealing important secrets? Now they just threw that out the window and they're like we're having fun.
1: Uh, besides the little um walkthrough with Ramona looking at like the old props, did we actually have anything from the reunion? I don't think so.
3: No, I don't think so. Which I loved that walkthrough too.
1: Yeah, I think, like, so so many secrets revealed of recent years have been, like, 20% extra reunion footage.
3: Right, because they had just have so much footage from that day.
1: Yeah. But this, like, the spirit of this was so much fun. Mm-hmm. And it's clear, like, how much effort they put into this, because I think besides, like, that one... Confessional from Sonia that they used during the finale. Everyone else had never before seen confessionals.
3: Wasn't that weird? And so, like, for some of them, Leah, we should have never seen it.
1: <laughs> no, Leah's truly looked like Lou wearing that wig in Cartagena. Oh yeah, that's like the one I'm where she did about.
3: like racist, yeah, voice yeah
1: where she did like the Sofia Vergara yeah
3: yeah
1: um okay and then the fact that Tinsley comes back I know and like Tinsley's at home confessional might be the most convincing (laughs) not actually at home confessional of anything we have seen
3: I really had to double triple take with Tinsley there
1: I I was like wait like did Tinsley, did, did you know you were filming a secrets revealed back in February? Like what? Mess. I I mean, I I I'm like speechless. <laughs> um Okay. We even got like parts of stuff that they didn't even like dive into, like when Sonia ripped out her mic and like ripped out of her shirt and stuck it in Leah's face. Like, they show that in the very beginning, but then we don't, like, dive into it.
3: I know. Like, we don't really get, like, (laughs) the actual secrets revealed during that. Yeah. Which is interesting.
1: Okay. Um, Who won the egg off?
3: I had never heard of a scrambled poached egg. A poached scrambled.
1: Okay. Brendan, I was going to throw up watching (laughs) Dorinda make that fucking poached scrambled egg. So, like... To me, it was not far off from how I would make like an egg drop soup at home. Except, like okay. with an egg drop soup, you have like a broth, and then you actually add like cornstarch to thicken up the the soup, and then that makes the egg kind of like spread out a little bit more. This mm-hmm. was like this was like making a poached egg, but fucking it up and then just eating it anyway.
3: I know, but it's a thing. Apparently, someone sent me a New York Times recipe for a poached scramble.
1: I know, but the but like. Okay, so then she plates it and it looks like a sad, like unappetizing, very pale egg compared to mm-hmm. like Luanne's beautiful eggs a la Francais.
3: I know, but how many years are we going to go off this eggs a la Francais? Well, Let's get I a mean, new, a new dog <laughs> and pony show up in here.
1: But if like our competition is... Poached scrambled eggs. <laughs> I think a la lives to fight another See day. See another day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
3: Um now it makes me worried. Like Dorinda's always doing like cooking things on Instagram Live. And now I worry for whoever has to eat whatever she's cooking. What do you mean? I mean she's just like always like in the kitchen cooking something and I'm like worried that like if if the outcome is poached scrambled egg what else could she be making?
1: I mean, Greg seems to be, like, surviving surviving at all.
3: Up I know, there in but the he's, he's like a little bit of a gargoyle. Oh, my God. Doesn't he kind of look like a gargoyle?
1: I, I feel like you've used other adjectives for him before, but, like, gargoyle might be the best
3: one yet. He looks like Kim Richard's ex from season mm-hmm. two.
1: But strangely, like... Even though he is gay, he looks less gay than Kim Richards' ex. True. Yeah. Okay. Um, Something that we have done on this podcast for a few years now, the ladies did during this Secrets Revealed, which was talking about the absurdity of Ramona's vodka soda drink.
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
1: Although I do have to say, I did pick up a, a quick tip from her. That if we were living in normal times, I might use in terms of like ordering a vodka soda with a club soda on the side with no ice.
3: Oh, and pouring more in so you have more bang for your buck?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not, or not, just not, more
3: club soda for your buck?
1: Yeah, more club soda for my buck. Just in terms of like, uh, you know, spacing out the, the shots of vodka.
3: Right, but like you said, that's not for quarantine time, especially in your household.
1: <laughs> don't don't <laughs> you come for me unless I said for you. Okay. Um, playing What Happens Next, have you ever had so much fun in your life?
3: It was so fun to guess. <sighs> they just basically like picked up a Watch What Live game and threw it into Roni.
1: The Dr. fell. sex dreams. Sonia in the front of that... Like, Sonia in the front of the van to the winery. Just, like, shouting things out while they're having a conversation was so much fun.
3: I know. Life of a party.
1: She's, like, the straw that stirs the drink.
3: Yeah, or the straw that yells at the drink.
1: Or the straw that, like, Ramona, like, sexually plays with
3: oh right sorry i got so confused because i was still (laughs) imagining sonia and i was like what are you saying (laughs) that was a nice little scene between um all those girls leah and ramona Mm, yeah leah's contemporaries and ramona
1: (laughs) okay i don't know like what your reaction to this was but like in this sick household the the what happens next scene with leah and her family where Leah starts crying about her dad not being able to walk her down the aisle, and then everyone's laughing at her. We were laughing so hard at this scene.
3: You are a sick household.
1: I mean, like, the mom was crying laughing at her.
3: I know. Her mom, like, really doesn't like her, but loves her.
1: Um, And we also got to see, for the very first time, Danny McSweeney. Hot hottie. I I wonder if we're going to, like... Uh, revisit that I feel like we, we're bound to have more familial interactions like in this COVID world for this next I know
3: season. and um you know? the sister was posting about him I think it was like recently his birthday too so we got other we got other hairstyles and other angles of Danny McSweeney so head over to Instagram for that not our Instagram head over to Leah's sister's Instagram
1: yeah uh that just like Totally unrelated, not in The Secrets Revealed, but someone tweeted about this. Like, isn't it interesting that Sonia Morgan seemingly has no parents or family? Like, she just arrived on this planet, like, (laughs) from a spaceship.
3: She arrived at a restaurant on the Upper East Side. And then she
1: had to host, like, she was a hostess, and then here we are. But, like, who are her parents? Who is her, like, does she have, does she have a sibling?
3: She might be an alien.
1: Does she have a like a living family member outside of Quincy Morgan Adams?
3: She does have a sister. Right? Does she? Be- because in season 7 when they're waiting for the our favorite episode the Atlantic City episode oh. and Sonia's making up excuses because she's waiting for the sister to come take care of mm-hmm. Quincy. I believe, right? Oh my God! Wh- Where is the sister? I don't know. She's so never like, had a Team Sonia event.
1: Sonia doesn't even Sonia does not mention the existence of anyone. It's the most baffling thing.
3: I know because she sold her soul to the Morgans.
1: Wow. Okay. Ooh. Um, happy birthday, Richard was. A fun moment for everyone.
3: <laughs> uh,
1: the shock therapy. I loved Sonia's pigtails.
3: That was a fun little scene when Sonia kept on running away. I like when Sonia runs away. Yeah. I would love to, to watch Sonia be chased around a room by some one of the other housewives. <laughs>
1: uh, Lou wanting a round of applause during her confessional was so much fun.
3: Very Jeb Bush- Please clap. please
1: clap. And Love, you know what's like so interesting is how Ramona and only Ramona gets OG status in New York, even though Luann should have it as well.
3: It is baffling if you think about it overall and think about who gets OG because when we were doing the OG thing, right? Yeah. It was... Ramona, Nini, Vicky, Kyle, Teresa. Yeah. Luann was demoted for one season by that point.
1: But, but Nini it was had actually. Fully,
3: Nini it, had fully left
1: Atlanta. Nini had left, but also like, we cannot forget. It's like, oh, Luann was demoted. That was Lu- one of Luann's best seasons
3: well, that's yeah. That's like Housewives lore. You demote them, and they come in guns a blazing and get right back promoted, yeah. like Luann and Portia.
1: Yeah. So like, but but in like another regard, like Luann almost is like it's almost better for her not to be named an OG because
3: like it, the the OGs are under
1: fire right now.
3: It keeps Luann scrappy too. Yeah, she has to figure out other ways to get attention, which is why I mean, like, I don't see any of the other OGs having their own show closing out BravoCon.
1: I also don't see any OGs holding Benjamin Cohen.
3: I know. I think the only one who would be allowed to is one Bethany Frankel. But maybe Kyle.
1: But Luann had had him in her arms.
3: I know. They looked like son and mother.
1: I mean, honestly. That photo of Luann and Benjamin, Luann has never looked better.
3: And not only it's not like Luann went over to Andy's house, she made Andy come to her. Because <laughs> Andy was hanging out with Aston on the couch. I I love that so much.
1: I like I can't stop thinking about it.
3: I mean, Luann has always been like had a special place in Andy slash Bravo's heart. Think about, she got that whole one-off special about her weird life that one time.
1: Yeah. And like, they still haven't taken us up on the offer of like, let's produce more of these specials.
3: Taken us personally up on the offer. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I feel like we, we could produce them.
3: Yeah. I would do the research. We need to do the research to figure out if Sonia has parents. (laughs)
1: no she doesn't (laughs) gaze closed (laughs) um I'm sad to see it go but like I wonder uh, like clearly next week or this week rather the best of Leah is not going to be new footage it's just going to be like Leah moments yeah is it going to be do you think it's going to be Leah as Luann as Sofia Vergara narrating best of Leah or no?
3: I can't imagine. No. I I don't know. We've never had a best of one housewife special. <laughs> I know. It's certainly new terrain. Is there gonna be do you think there's gonna be like trivia games about Leah during it?
1: <laughs> I hope so. Thank you, Leah.
3: <laughs> what if it's Andy Cohen hosting, best of Leah?
1: And then like at the end, like censor uh, like a dozen roses.
3: Perfect. Oh, speaking of that programming note, I think. Andy's returning to the watch happens live studio this week
1: yeah 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 i think like uh this is the final week and then next week he's back like sunday he's back
3: i heard that wednesday they're doing like some award show from the studio yeah
1: oh yeah yeah it's the golden robies or something
3: and then thursday's mariah carey wouldn't you think she would be in the studio Mm. i can't see her doing zoom
1: you might be right yeah no 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 oh no i know no one's gonna be in the studio it's only gonna be andy in the studio it's still going to be virtual.
3: Oh, weird! Some shows are doing in studio now. Like, like B- Bethany appeared on the Drew Barrymore show.
1: Yeah, but I think like Bethany doesn't give a fuck. Like she's been through it all. Like she. I know, be- but yeah,
3: others have too. But
1: like, Mar- but like Mariah, I think has been in like her medically sealed chamber.
3: True. Can I say something totally off topic? Speaking of the Drew Barrymore show, yeah. She's been pulling out all the stops and like doing reunions, doing like all yeah. sorts of things. Everything yeah. that you can think of as far as Drew Barrymore, they've like already referenced. She had Tom Green on and it was the first time they've seen each other in 15 years <laughs> and the chemistry was palpable. He still loves her and I feel like there's also a special place in her heart for him.
1: But sh- she's married to someone else now, right?
3: I think. But yeah. she, like, was tearing up at one point, remembering, like, one of the only times she's ever felt safe was at his family's lake house.
1: Oh, my God.
3: Oh, no, she's... I think Wait, I have to ship it. She's single. Let's make it happen.
1: Oh, my God. We're ready. Come on. Wow. Okay. So, <laughs> let's get to Potomac. Which, this was, like, one of the most unique episodes of Housewives ever.
3: Yeah, we were, I tweeted about this, but, like, it's one of the only episodes of Housewives where I feel like we were mostly in one room almost the entire time. Yeah. Outside of, like, and I mentioned this, the Dinner Party from Hell director's cut, which was a director's cut of the Dinner Party from Hell, so it doesn't really count. But so uh, this this episode was thrilling in ways that I didn't know that I needed TV.
1: Yeah, Um, I want to like start the conversation about this with something um, Joseph Buckle in our Facebook group posted to the group. It's an article from vice.com by Rachel Miller entitled Real Houses of Potomac and the Hypocrisy of Your Behavior is Bad for Black Women. And I think it's, like, the perfect companion piece to watching the show, particularly, mm-hmm. like, as a person who is not a black woman.
3: Because, mm-hmm.
1: like, it's silly for us to white men to try to have an opinion on the conversation they are having. Right. Like, in terms of, like, the contents of the conversation. Exactly. Um, So I think this article like breaks it down really well. Actually, it brings up like a lot about how the show started, which we happened to cover this week in our Patreon bonus episode of the recap of the series premiere of Potomac, which I think in the context of what is going on now is worth revisiting. Even if you're not a Patreon subscriber, go back and watch the premiere. I forgot And this article mentions it, how this show was originally like had something to do with the Jack and Jill organization uh, that later demanded that any reference to them was scrubbed from the show
3: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: and why we're talking so much about etiquette in that first weird season. But yeah, I mean, I think like if you have not checked out this article, you showed it's on vice.com.
3: And the article also mentions, like, moments from the series premiere that we just watched and recapped. Yeah. Like, specifically talks about moments going back to then. So, it was interesting, like, to read that article, watch the series premiere, and have, like, watched this most recent episode as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's there's a a Washington Post article that came out around the time of the series premiere with, like, quotes from Karen Huger about what they are then talking about in this episode, how like they don't want, like they want to represent black women in a certain way and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So it's like, like this has been like, we're kind of closing an arc that we started five years ago at this point. Right. Uh, Yeah. So um, the fact that we pulled footage of that, I completely forgot, but then when they aired it felt so familiar of Monique saying when she first met Candace, like she feels like her energy is just like, so like, Oh, like you're going to hit me. And like, I'm going to hit you back. Like, I was like, Oh my God. How? Like that
3: first lunch they had with Ashley. Yeah. Where they were like, so hitting it off and Ashley wasn't having it. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting.
1: Um, also timeline were five days from the fight. And, uh, we're meeting up at Karen's house. Karen is inviting everyone over. I don't like, she's not inviting Candace. She's just informing Candace that this is occurring. Right?
3: Right. Because it seems like what happened was the night before this, Monique and Chris are talking over wine and kids and they have their weird wine glasses. that Slanted glasses. Slanted glasses. And they come up with the idea to have Karen host a sit down of all the women. And so it seems kind of rushed. And so the morning of she's calling Candace, Karen is.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, there's more context to this sit down that we'll get to a little bit later in the show, but, um, it's interesting with like everyone showing up, we got Giselle coming with her personal security.
3: And the fact that the two of them show up in her mini Cooper.
1: <laughs> How did that man fit in that little car?
3: <laughs> I have no idea. And um, then he's just like sitting in the living room, like with the door open, watching them. Yeah. I mean the dining room rather.
1: We have Ashley coming with Dean. great um and
3: it's just the juxtaposition of giselle bringing security and ashley bringing a baby it's like what
1: i mean in a way like bringing a baby is a form of security because like things can't get too out of hand
3: true but you know different very different form of security
1: yeah okay so uh wendy and and robin get there monique gets there we're all there. Um and like Monique has been tweeting.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Ask and you shall receive prayer hands.
3: Yeah. And also like Monique, they give the floor to Monique to like go through what she thinks happened. Yeah. And it's an interesting turn of events, the what she describes.
1: Uh, The fact that she's getting fact checked by Mm -hmm. the show as she's telling the story was really interesting because I feel like we usually don't get that. We get it sometimes, but we usually get Mm -hmm. something like that during a reunion.
3: Yeah. I actually think going back to the Vice article, the Vice article had a really like handy rundown of like what actually happened during that fight, like a breakdown of like how things went and like kind of, a better explanation, I thought, of how Monique got to where she got. Yeah. And that Vice article also went through, like, the emotional implications of, like, what Monique might have been going through and all oh, yeah. of that stuff, which I thought was also very helpful. Because I think, like, like last week we were talking about, like, oh, like, violence is never okay, which, like, it's not. But sometimes things escalate to that level, and it's important to, like, put it in context of mm-hmm. what's going on.
1: Yeah. Um, I think it is interesting. I mean, Mon- Monique appearing in Watch What Happens Live after this episode was super interesting.
3: Yeah. The feeling of that entire Watch What Happens Live was just like off. I think it should have been just a one-on-one maybe with Monique mm. and Andy. Yeah. Because like, them having then to cut to Bo and Yang, who I think could have like done really well in Watch What Happens Live had it been a different context or like, been, like, a more fun moment for the show, you know? And not, like, it be such a heavy show.
1: I mean, they had, they, like, it was essentially a one-on-one for the first segment. And then it's like, oh, yeah. Bowen, you're here too. <laughs> oh. And Bowen actually ended up doing, like, a great job given the context of, like, what he was put into.
3: mm mm-hmm.
1: Um. But I'm only bringing up the Watch What Live because, like, Monique is still not, Speaking about this situation in a way that reflects well on her, I would say.
3: Yeah, I think that like at the end of the day, at the end of the day, like not a whole lot of winners out of this episode, but it was still compelling to watch. You know. Yeah, I mean, um, I
1: would say the a winner would be Karen describing herself as not a social media wizard.
3: Yes, and then but, we later found out that she's been. She's been stalking reddit threads, so she might be a social media wizard,
1: yeah, maybe like during quarantine, she like took that up
3: That's true. I thought that Robin had a few fun, good moments, mm. and by fun, I mean like when she after Monique gave her rundown about what Monique thought happens, yeah, Robin goes, well, oh yeah, <laughs> and she explained the physics of it and using velocity with. Candace was holding white wine yeah, when yeah. red wine ended up on Monique's face. So that was the velocity of the table moving. I never took physics, but I believed... I would like to be taught by Robin.
1: Like, Robin in this moment was almost like the Watson to Megan King Eggman's Sherlock Holmes, I would say. Yes, very much so. Yeah. Um, I mean, during this actual episode... Well, we, we also have Giselle taking notes, which... Was fun.
3: (laughs) I mean, Giselle, like, Giselle doing things like bringing security and taking notes is classic Giselle, I'm going to be a shit stirrer, which is why we like Giselle. Yeah. Uh, But then she had her whole thing about her reputation and her and Jamal's reputation. And it's like, really?
1: (laughs) Well, it's, it's like funny that she's speaking of like her and Jamal as if they're like back to being... Like the pastor and the pastor's wife. Right. Whereas they're like merely dating right now.
3: Yeah. You just told your dad last week and your dad secretly rejected you. Sorry. You I, haven't seen that yet. But, Yeah.
1: Um, the, I mean, pulling that flashback footage, which we had not seen of Monique describing play by play in the car, what transpired, mm-hmm. but saying in the room that she doesn't remember what happened. I mean, she blacked she out. She blacked was, out. Yeah. was wild. Um, and then Monique grabbing Dean.
3: <laughs> yeah, and that's when Robin was had a funny line about Monique is now kissing babies.
1: Yeah, she's full-on
3: DC right now. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, t- just, like, a whole episode in that room, essentially.
3: I know. And, I mean, like, I think the article goes into the Vice article goes does a really good job of going into like the critiques on what the angle that especially Dr. Wendy and Giselle mostly yeah. and a little bit of Robin were saying about We're saying and it goes into the hypocrisy around that. So I think that article sums it up better than weekend.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's interesting though that neither of us are talking much about the Candace aspects of this episode.
3: Well because none of these women were talking about Candace yeah. like yeah. in the room.
1: Yeah.
3: And it's like they don't actually care about Candace. They more care of like pinning down Monique in this situation.
1: Yeah. We also got the mid-season trailer for Potomac this week. And I think between Monique appearing on Watch What Happens Live... And Monique appearing in the mid season trailer shows that like we're not quite done with Monique as we thought we might be,
3: yeah, but what in what scenes in the mid season trailer was she in beyond the one that we already saw you mean like was it the, were there many more
1: no it's about like
3: uh
1: the like the legal part of this springing up oh yeah like how like she she contact like she was like about to contact candace and then like she learned that candace was like starting a legal uh situation yeah so like there there are scenes in the mid-season trailer of monique like with ashley or karen
3: yeah, but there's just, like, not much, so I don't know if she's, like, long for this world, even if she oh, yeah. was on Watch What Happens Live. No,
1: no, no. I don't think she, I don't, I, I don't know that she, I don't, I'm not confident of her returning after the season, but, like, in my mind, I thought after this sit-down, there was a chance we would not see her at all until the reunion. Mm-hmm. But, like, we are I, going to see her a little bit.
3: I feel like it might be just a couple scenes, and then we get, like, the reunion, and whatever will happen then, which... I wonder if they'll do it live or in person. Who knows at this point?
1: Yeah. 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 I can't wait to see that. I know we, we still have like a whole trip ahead of us. And then like the Bassett Dillard's are getting into it with the Darby's.
3: I know. I don't like watching men fight on these shows. Mm,
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, also like, I feel like the second half of the season is going to be very Robin heavy. (laughs) <laughs> In terms of like this tax shit and the Juan Robin therapy session.
3: I know you love Robin. So this will be great for you. Yeah.
1: Love it. <laughs> okay. Um, shall we wrap up this episode with the freak of the week and the one true queen?
3: We really shall.
1: Yes, we shall. Okay. Um, the, I would say this week, the freak of the week would be the fact that Vanderbilt <laughs> Rules filming may be restarting soon. So I guess we'll pin this down on Jax, who is the one who revealed this on his Instagram Live. So this comes from screenrant.com. Mm-hmm. Jax revealed the details of filming the newest season of Over Instagram as shared by the real Andy of Beverly Hills. <laughs> Wow. Jax cut to the chase and told his fans, we're supposed to go back to filming. Vanderpump Rules is supposed to go back to filming. Jax then shared the timing of when they were going to start filming. He said, in fact, we were supposed to go back this month. In fact, I think we're supposed to. That's the last I heard. We're supposed to. But it's just a matter of when they allow us. Regarding the plan for casting begin filming... Reality Blurb reported that an insider told The Sun, wow, it's like so many different <laughs> media accounts r- reporting about each other, uh, r- told The Sun that Bravo is waiting for more to open up in California for the safety of crew and cast before starting production. It was also noted that VPR cast members Tom Sandoval, Tom Schwartz, Sheena Shea, Raquel Leves, and James Kennedy have been seen at Sir after the restaurant reopened its doors. However, it's not clear at this time which cast members have signed up to uh, to film the newest season. Lala Kent recently expressed doubt regarding her return to the show, but she hasn't confirmed either way.
3: Thoughts? Um, I mean, I would need to see who's returning, who's filming, to see if I actually care.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's interesting because we learned that Sheena moved to like San Diego where'd she move to like San Diego or San Francisco or something?
3: I thought it was like Palm Springs or was that just quarantine? I think
1: Palm Springs was quarantine. I feel like she moved to like San Diego.
3: Yeah. San Diego, not San Francisco. She's not up there with Nancy Pelosi. No, no, no,
1: no. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry. I'm like, you know, me like (laughs) California, you could tell me if we're in Sacramento or in San Francisco, I don't know where the fuck we are. Um, (laughs) East coast
3: liberal elites.
1: (laughs) Um, but yeah, Uh, I, I'm not excited to watch whatever this new season is, but I, like, you know me, like, I love the, like, process, filming, filming, casting rumors, like the process of it all. Like, I'm curious to see how that all plays out. Yeah. Yeah. Brendan, who is the one true queen this week?
3: So the one true queens are the hardest working women in television. The Real Houses of Atomic, who it was revealed that before they sat down at Karen's house for what became this iconic episode of the franchise, they actually had their cast photo shoot that morning. Yeah. They all showed up in the same glam that you can see in the cast photo shoot.
1: Yeah. I think like Monique changed her hairstyle a little bit for the sit down, but like she might've Mm -hmm. been the only one who looked different.
3: Yeah. But you can really see it with like, Ashley, Dr. Wendy, yes. Giselle, like Robin, it's, Robin. it's like so obvious. I mean, Dr. Wendy like put on a hat to like try to switch it up, I think. Yeah. But it, I the timeline just makes me think.
1: But also like in our Facebook group, we were talking about um, after Gemma posted this revelation, we were talking about were Monique and Candace in the same room?
3: Yeah, they I, all filmed in the same room. Like... Or-
1: we need a secrets revealed of
3: that photo shoot footage
1: from the photo shoot. Yeah. I feel like that is something we can
3: digest in a secrets revealed. Agreed. Yeah. Wow. What's, let's get a carrier pigeon over to Andy right now (laughs) with that request. Wow. Okay. True Queens all around. Brendan,
1: what, what a week this has been. What a week. Um, well in in so many ways uh I do want to point people in the direction of our discord. We have been talking about it and mentioning it it's been a lot of fun. um People are live chatting new episodes as it airs, and just like kind of shooting the shit, especially it's fun if you're if you 've abandoned the facebook lifestyle it's like an alternative mm-hmm. to uh participating with the community in that way. so you can find links to our discord as well as the Private Facebook group, as well as in everything, as yeah. well as our Patreon, which we this week, as we mentioned, recap the series premiere of Potomac, as well as merch. It's all at come through queen dot com. So head over there, and I guess you can like, comment, subscribe, heart share, or retweet. Love us, love us, please retweet. We'll see you next week. Bye.
3: Bye.